Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Penelope's Invitation. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Annie of Conquer, California, with her correct answer of Only Trust Him from the story Daddy Peter's Worries. Good job, Annie! All right, get ready for this week's story, Penelope's Invitation. Mama Peters was hunched over the sewing machine working on a pioneer costume for Penelope. She'd been sewing authentic-looking pioneer costumes for days. She had chosen calico fabrics that would emulate the simple and plain designs of the pioneers. Penelope would match the twins, Patience and Priscilla. Pearson was determined to go to the church festival as a baseball player. He'd been a baseball player for the past three years, and since Todd Hicks was joining him as a teammate, there was no deterring him. Penelope, who had developed into a pretty good seamstress herself, sat at her own sewing machine and sewed the apron overlays for the dresses. She was following a pattern and knew her way around a sewing machine as Mama Peters had made it a priority. Mama Peters, will you dress up with us this year? Penelope asked. I knew you'd ask, Pen, and I certainly planned to. I can't run the pie and apple table without looking festive, can I? She chuckled. <laughs> and so I'll plan to dress like you ladies. I'll wear my old pioneer dress that I sewed a few years ago for the Pioneer Days field trip we took. Oh, I remember that, Mama Peters. It, it was so fun. Your dress is perfect, too. Then we ladies can be pioneer girls. Penelope's habit of speaking quickly was even more pronounced as she got excited. And don't forget about Daddy Peters, Mama Peters reminded Penelope. He's going to be my pioneer husband. He'll wear his straw hats and other things that we will make work for it. Oh, I think this is maybe my favorite event event of the year, Mama Peters. Yes, it is very exciting, but we must get this done. We only have one day left to finish. Well, I'm glad it's Friday and we'll get our schoolwork done early. There is so much fun to do and I just love doing it. Penelope's exuberance reflected her excitement. Me too, Pen. I'm looking forward to it, Mama Peters agreed. You ladies working hard in here? Daddy Peters sauntered into the room. Yes, though my energy is starting to wane, but I just put on some jaunty hymns, and I think that'll keep me going. I love when we all get to heaven, Mama Peters answered. Well, Pierce and I will take the twins and go and pick a pizza so you don't have to cook dinner. Oh, Daddy Peters, that sounds fantastic. Thanks for being so thoughtful. Mama Peters, are you really tired? Penelope's voice sounded a bit concerned. Oh, honey, I'm tired a lot. That's nothing new. I feel like I've been preparing for the church harvest festival for days, and it just starts to wear me out. That's all. Oh, Mama Peters, I'm sorry you're so tired. It's okay, Pen. You're a big help, and though you don't know this, moms are tired every single day. I would say that I ask the Lord for strength and energy at least four times throughout my day because I feel like I go from task to task to task. So between tasks, when I start to feel my energy dropping, and like I don't want to move forward into another task, I simply ask the Lord for the strength to complete my task with all of my heart as working for Him. And He does provide the strength to do that. Mama Peters turned her attention back to Penelope's dress. And with the whirring of the sewing machine in the background, Mama Peters put the finishing touches on Penelope's pioneer dress. And within a couple of minutes, she pushed the thread release button, carefully removed the fabric, and made a snip of the hanging thread. There! I'm finished! Mama Peters held up the dress triumphantly. Here, Pen, 
Put this on for me. Penelope was so excited. She took the dress that Mama Peters held out for her and quickly pulled off her clothes and put on the dress. She stared at herself in the mirror, satisfied with the beautiful piece. Mama Peters had not missed a single detail. The dress landed just above Penelope's ankles, which would allow her brown boots to show below. She pulled the apron on over the top of her head and could not help but smile widely. She gave Mama Peters a great big hug. Mama Peters, this costume is the very best. I just love it. I love it too, Pen, and it looks great on you. I just want to show it off. I, I don't really know who, who to show it to. Should I, should I maybe show it to, to, to Todd? Penelope was bound and determined to show it to someone. Well, what about the neighbors? How about Nora or Heather or Lisa? Mama Peter suggested. Yeah, I, I guess. Penelope drifted off. Nellie, what's wrong? I don't know, Mama Peters, but sometimes I sort of wish I had a super good friend like Todd, like Pearson does, because Todd is such a good friend of his, and he, he's so great, and I like Nora and, and Heather and Lisa, and Emily was a good friend until she moved away, but Nora and Heather and Lisa, they're not Christians, and so it makes kind of a difference. I know. There definitely is a difference. Light can't have fellowship with darkness, as the Bible says, but you can keep sharing the good news of Jesus with those ladies, you know, Mama Peters encouraged Penelope. Yeah. That's true. Penelope didn't sound quite convinced. Well, Pen, I probably should have asked about this before now, but I have noticed you haven't played with them as much these days. And though Daddy Peters and I understand why you can't be super duper close with them, because they aren't believers, but we also want you to look for opportunities to share the gospel with them. What about inviting them to the Harvest Festival? Hey, Mama Peters, that's a great idea. Why don't you take each of them one of the flyers from church? And tell all of them that we'd be happy to take them if they can go. Okay, I'll do that, Mama Peters. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to wear this dress and they can see they can see how pretty it is. And, and it'll show them that they can dress up for the Harvest Press Festival. Penelope walked first to Nora's house. But before she knocked on the door, she noticed Nora was out riding her bike with Heather and Lisa. Hi, girls. Penelope shouted to the small group. Hi, Penelope. Nice costume, Heather said admiringly. Thanks, Heather. Mama Peters made it. Anyway, I came to see if you girls want to go to our harvest festival at our church tomorrow. Penelope handed a flyer to each one of the girls. Ooh, that sounds super fun, Lisa responded. I'd like to go too. I'll have to ask my mom, but I'm sure she'll let me go, Heather answered. I don't think I can go, Nora said in a quiet, halting voice. Oh, okay, Penelope said, feeling chagrined by Nora's response. Penelope felt even more awkward when Nora followed up with, I have to go home now. And without hesitation, she turned her bike around and rode home. Bye, Nora! The girls called after her, but only Penelope felt stung. She didn't have time to think about it, though, because Heather assured Penelope that she was planning to go. I'll ask my mom, but I'm sure I can go. Me too, Lisa chimed in. Hooray! We have to be there early because we have a table to run. But we will have, you will, you'll have so much fun even without me being able to go to all of the booths with you. Penelope was practically gushing. After letting Heather and Lisa know what time the Peters would pick them up for the festival the next day, Penelope walked back to her house, puzzling over Nora's response. Well, did you invite them? Mama Peters asked Penelope as she walked in the house. I did. And, and Heather and Lisa are planning to come. But Nora, well, it, it was so strange, Mama Peters. She didn't even give it any reason, but she said she's not going to come. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Mama Peters mused. That is an interesting response. Did it hurt your feelings? Well, a little. I mean, why would she be so rude? Penelope asked. 
The biggest temptation when we have injured feelings is to become angry with someone and then rush to assume that things are happening that might not be happening at all, Mama Peters explained. We put ourselves at the center of that person's world and think things like, I didn't even do anything to Nora, or how could Nora do that to me? I'm always kind. But Matthew 7 warns us against judging others. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Remember, Pen, you don't want to judge Nora and think she's rude and think a variety of unkind things about her. That's just a way of satisfying your own need for justice. When we tear down someone in our hearts and thoughts, it's a form of taking revenge, and God doesn't want that. Instead, God wants us to be kind and compassionate and forgive one another, just as he's forgiven us. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not proud. Okay, Mama Peters, I get that, but wasn't Nora being rude? I wasn't there, Mama Peters responded. But Penelope, the way you've described it, she wasn't harsh in her tone. And even though it seems a bit strange because people usually offer up an explanation, it doesn't mean that she was wrong not to. She may have reasons that we don't know about. In fact, I'm certain she does. Well, it's still hard not to feel like that she was being rude, Mama Peters. Then ask the Lord to help yourself in her shoes. If you had a reason that you didn't want to share in front of others, you might not know what to say either. So have compassion. Maybe pray that God will give you an opportunity to hear from her about why she doesn't want to come. Okay, Mama Peters. Penelope's heart had begun to soften at the thought that there was maybe something that Nora didn't want to share in front of the others. The next morning, the family was up bright and early. Mama Peters was bustling about the kitchen, pulling out all the pies from the deep freezer and placing them into the rolling coolers. Daddy Peters was cooking breakfast while Pearson and Penelope helped change the twins into their costumes. The harvest festival was not set to begin until the afternoon, but the Peters were in charge of helping with setup, so they had to be there extra early. After the twins were all settled, Penelope wandered into the kitchen and nearly jumped out of her skin when the phone rang. I wonder who would be calling before breakfast, Mama Peters asked herself as she walked over to the phone and answered it in the middle of the second ring. The conversation was short. But by her words, Penelope was able to guess the content of the conversation. She heard Mama Peters say, Okay, Heather, I'll let her know. We'll miss you. All right, bye-bye. Well, Heather isn't coming. Penelope had guessed as much, and her face dropped. I'm sorry, Pen. Mama Peters looked at her oldest daughter with sympathy. Heather's parents said she had too much homework. Oh, that's too bad, but at least Lisa is still coming. Penelope was happy about that. But no sooner had she consoled herself with that bit of knowledge than the phone rang again. And again, Mama Peters picked up the phone, and at the end of another short conversation, she said, We understand, Lisa. We hope maybe you can go next year, as she hung up. Mama Peters, now neither of them are coming? Penelope was so sad. I guess not, honey. I know you're disappointed, but it is what it is, which is God's will but we don't have time to be too sad about it because we're leaving in an hour. Despite her disappointment, 
Penelope busied herself with Mama Peters in the kitchen. It was then the doorbell rang. And Pearson bolted to the door. Yikes! We're a regular international train station, Daddy Peters observed. People sure do want to contact us this morning. Daddy Peters was still busy flipping pancakes on the griddle. From the kitchen, they heard Pearson say to the mystery person at the door, Oh, hi, come on in. Penelope's in the kitchen. And who should walk in the kitchen door but Nora? Hey, Penelope, Nora greeted her. Hi, Nora, Penelope replied with some hesitation. Can I talk to you a minute? Nora asked. Well, of course. Penelope led Nora to the dining room where they both sat down. I, I think, I thought I needed to come over early this morning and ask you about the festival. See, I really do want to go, but I need to tell you something. When my parents and I went to your church a few months ago, Mom didn't like it. She said your pastor talked an awful lot about sin and stuff, and she said she said it was so negative. Mom said if she wanted to go somewhere to make her feel bad, she could always go to my grandma's house. I, I don't know what that meant, because grandma, grandma never makes me feel bad, but anyway, she said that she would never darken the door of your church again, and that she doesn't want me going either. So yeah, I, I didn't want to say that yesterday in front of everyone. And I didn't want to tell mom that I kind of liked your church. Your pastor talked about sin, and I never knew anything about that before. But it didn't make me feel like mom. It, it made me want to be better. And then your Sunday school class was, it was so good. I, I remember the teacher saying that Jesus could change our hearts and our lives. And I kind of felt like I needed that. Because you know, some of the stuff I've done, like remember that time that I took charge of the of the science fair? That kind of stuff, like being bossy and 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 all kinds of other stuff. But I couldn't tell mom about it because I, I didn't want her to think that I wasn't being loyal to her. She says that being loyal is the most important thing. But when you brought up the festival, I just had to go home and ask her. I told her how I felt about your church and I could see that she was kind of mad. But dad said it was no harm in me going to the festival. So so here I am. I, I'd love to go to the festival and help it, if you'll still have me. So what do you say, Penelope? Penelope's mouth was agape and she was downright stunned. She sat in silence and stared at Nora. Her mind raced to all the things that Mama Peters had pointed out the night before, and how she hadn't been generous in her thoughts toward Nora. She thought about the private situation that Nora had been having with her mom, and all she wanted to do was break down and cry. But she also thought about how God had softened her heart. And Mama Peters had suggested to pray about Nora, and to ask God that Nora might have the opportunity to tell her why she had responded the way she had when she asked her to the Harvest Festival. And so Penelope had taken Mama Peters' advice and prayed just like she said. And God had answered her prayer. I'd love you to come along, Nora, Penelope weakly uttered. Great, I'm going to go home and get my costume, Nora yelled, running toward the door. And before Penelope could even rise from the table, Nora was out the front door. Penelope raced back into the kitchen. Mama Peters, you're not going to believe what just happened. You were right about Nora, and she didn't know how she was going to be able to come. But she can come now. Penelope paused. Oh, Mama Peters, Nora needs Jesus. Mama Peters gave Penelope a tight squeeze. She does, Pen. And what better place to learn about him than at church? After hours of setting up booths and tables at church, it was finally ready, and the festival was underway. The crisp afternoon and evening combined with the smell of apple cider and the colors of the fall leaves was enough to leave a nostalgic imprint upon the hearts and minds of the Peters family. But more than that, on the heart and mind of Nora, 
who seemed to be losing the scales from her blind eyes as she interacted with people who were very different than what she was used to. They were people who loved Jesus, and they seemed altogether kinder, more genuine and loving. And Nora was in the early process of rebirth as she sat and read one of the pamphlets that were at the pineapple table. She was in absolute awe as she gazed at the festival joy and the activity all around her. Todd Hicks, dressed in his pinstripe uniform, noticed Nora's expression and walked over to her. Hey, you okay, Dudette? Todd queried. I'm okay, Todd. This festival is so fun. It, it, it just makes me feel like I want to be a part of all this. And I know I'm not. It says, it says right here in this little, this little paper that, that all have sinned. And I know I have. I've done, I've done tons of bad stuff. Nora sounded as though she was going to cry. Nora, we all have done all kinds of bad stuff. I do bad stuff constantly. But the difference is that I just, I just confess my sins and, and God forgives me. And I repent. And I remember that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins. Yeah, I read that too, Todd. It says here on that paper. Yep. Dudette, trust me. There's nothing better than repenting of your sins and believing in Christ. Then Todd began to fire off some questions to Nora. Do you believe Jesus is God? Do you believe he died on the cross for your sins and rose again three days later? You know what? I actually kind of do, Todd. I've been wondering for a long time and thinking about it since since I came to your church. And and then my mom and, and... Nora stopped and really didn't know what more to say. Nora, God says if you seek him, you will find him. So you got to talk to him, Todd explained. How? Nora asked, a tear rolling down her cheek. I'll help you. And with that, Todd prayed. He prayed aloud for Nora. And when he finished, he invited her to pray. And to Nora's own surprise, she didn't hesitate. She prayed a sweet prayer of confession and repentance and poured out her heart to the Lord. And Lord, I I don't know what else to say because I've been thinking about this for a long time and and I know I've done things wrong. I mean, even like sometimes how I've treated Penelope and and, and just been like selfish and and snotty and and rude and, and then... My mom doesn't want me to go to church and I wanted to go and, and I know I need you and I just I thank you for bringing me to the Harvest Festival. I, I didn't think I wasn't going to be able to go, but I thank you for letting me go and letting my dad let me go. And Jesus, I want you. And so I believe in you. Just like Todd just asked me. I believe. I believe you died for my sins. And that's all I have to say. At the end of the long prayer, Todd opened his eyes. Do that. That's all there is to it. Now serve him. Nora looked at Todd and hugged him. Something, and that was the Holy Spirit, unbeknownst to Nora, had been bubbling in her heart ever since her first time going to Sunday school with Penelope. And after reading the pamphlet and thinking about all that she had heard that first time, she knew she wanted to change. Through tear-filled eyes, she looked at the various booths at the festival and smelled the wonderful apple cider. And for the first time in her life, she felt weightless like a burden had been lifted off of her shoulders. And all she wanted to do was shout for joy. Instead, though, she spotted Penelope and dashed over to her to tell her what had just happened. This is Grandmom's Corner. This week, I'm going to play the hidden hymn on the piano. When you hear it, you'll understand why the jauntiness of the hymn picked up Mama Peters' flagging energy. Because it's a happy song, and it talks about heaven. 
But you know, not everyone gets to go to heaven. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've accepted Jesus by faith alone, by grace alone, through Christ alone, you will, as that verse promises, receive the free eternal gift of life with Jesus. And though we don't like to talk about hell, the place where those who don't know Jesus go, we must warn people about that terrible place. If you know Jesus, though, you aren't going to that terrible place of torment. So praise the Lord. Like Nora in our story, you too must believe that you're a sinner, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and that he rose again on the third day. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Listen as I play this week's hymn. Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.